Friday, everyone. Welcome to Life in a Leo. I'm your host, Rebecca Dengro. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We love you guys, and we're so happy to have you here. First, I have to apologize. I'm sorry I never got an episode out last week. I have a lot of things going on and just didn't budget my time right. My goal is to have this show for a year. Since this is episode 32, I have 20 more episodes to reach my goal. So that's what you can expect. What do you guys think? Do you set goals in life? How about in the gym? Are you enjoying the show and want to hear it continue? Please let us know by leaving a review wherever you listen to the show. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. This episode is another solo cast, and I want to talk about goal setting, especially since I just alluded to my goal with the podcast. Have you learned how to set goals? I'm not sure when I first learned to set goals, but I definitely remember my coaches talking about it and encouraging us to write our goals down in a gym notebook. Sometimes we did our journaling during practice, and sometimes we were asked to think about it outside of practice. I'm not sure if one method works better than the other, but I do know the habit stuck with me and has helped me throughout my entire life. One of the first goals I set for myself was to get a college scholarship for gymnastics. I was young when I set this goal, so it was clearly set as a long-term goal. I think I've always been more comfortable with long-term goal setting, but I've learned it's important to set short-term goals as well. Some short-term goals I've set for myself were more focused on things like hitting a specific amount of routines per week on each event, or making a new skill on a higher beam. I've applied goal setting to a lot of things outside of gymnastics as well. This is where I think gymnastics truly prepared me to be successful in life once I moved on from being an athlete. I would set goals in school all the time. I also set goals professionally that help me keep my focus and stay on track with where I want to go. I think they've allowed me to build a roadmap that has provided direction to my career. Obviously, I don't always reach my goals, or I fall off course like last week, for example, when I didn't do the podcast, but I've learned it's all about part of the process and being human. We need to recognize these mistakes and learn from them so we can continue to grow in our lives, or at least that's what I take from it. Finally, one of the things I want to discuss about this topic is using a technique called SMART. This is actually something I started using in my corporate professional life. SMART is an acronym, and it stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, realistic, and time-bound. I think it helps put a framework around goal setting. I never used this technique when I was younger, so I don't know if it would have helped me achieve more goals or even create more goals for myself, but I think it's something good to be aware of. First, specific. We want to be as specific as possible when we set our goals. For me, getting a college scholarship for gymnastics was very specific, so I was using the technique without even knowing it. Next, measurable. This can be confusing. Basically, we want to understand if there are things we can do along the way to help us achieve our goal by reaching various milestones or things that are measurable. So if your goal is to stick your landing on all four events in your next meet, you might measure or count how many you stick in practice throughout the week. Then as you track those numbers and see if they start to improve, you might see yourself getting closer and closer to reaching your goal. And if you don't hit it in the next competition, well, maybe you said it that In three competitions from now, you want to achieve that goal. And then you can, again, do these little micro things to track your progress and see if you're getting closer to reaching the goal. The A in SMART is for attainable. You want to set goals that will stretch you or allow you to grow, but are also attainable. They allow you to build off of micro wins and build confidence. If you set lots of small goals, and you continue to keep reaching them, it allows you to push yourself more and more with each new goal you set. 
Ideally, you should see, you should feel excited about striving for your goal, and by setting sights way too far ahead, it can become unmotivating. However, you set a long-term goal that might be something more aspirational and would allow you to set more attainable goals along the way, and that's one way to, to leverage that attainable sort of thought process. I hope that makes sense. R is for realistic and is similar to attainable. An example might be something like wanting to learn your Arabian double front on floor in a month. If you're just learning double backs, then maybe this isn't a realistic goal. A way to reframe it might be, I want to learn my Arabian double front on floor. These are the steps I need to take to learn it. How long will it take to achieve each of these steps? And now you have a framework that you can discuss with your coach and put a plan together on how you really can achieve that goal. Finally, the T is for time bound. This seems pretty straightforward to me. You want to try to put your goals into a framework of deadlines. This is more to keep you focused and on track than to discourage you if you miss the timing. It's a way to stay accountable to yourself. There are a lot of resources online that discuss setting SMART goals if you're interested in learning more. I hope this insight was useful. Now, I can't go another week without discussing national championships. Wow, what a meet. The gymnastics did not disappoint. It was so fun watching all these ladies compete. They've worked so hard to be there, and it's inspiring to see what they are learning and adding every time they go into a new meet, or just even the consistency from meet to meet. That I think they've really been able to step up the game and the quality of the gymnastics this season, which has been amazing. I have to send a couple shout outs because this wouldn't be life in Aaliyah without them. First, the ladies from MG Elite. It was so fun watching them compete in our leotards. Not only, and by our leotards, I mean Rebecca's mom leotards. My mom designed them with Maggie and they just turned out stunning. Not only did the Leos turn out stunning, the athletes competing in them, Riley, Olivia, and Zoe were equally, if not more so beautiful than the leotards. It just sort of like making everything so magical and awesome for us. So thank you guys for that. Thank you, Maggie, for even thinking of us and congrats on all this success that you guys have achieved this year. It's been really fun to be a part of that journey. If you guys can, there's a competition for the best Leo at nationals that Flow Gymnastics is conducting. We need your votes. Right now we're in second place. Voting ends on Monday. So just go on Instagram, go to either the Rebecca's Mom Leotard page, which is Rebecca's Mom Leo, or go to the Flow Gymnastics page. In our bios for either one of those pages, you can click on the link and vote for the MG Elite Periwinkle Leotard. Thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us with that. Another shout out goes to Marzetta Frazier, who competed in one of our leotards as well. It's a UCLA leotard that she wore on the second day of competition, the gray one, which looked just amazing on her. Another inspiring athlete. Mars had no intention of competing in this meet earlier this year. She was moving to California to start college at UCLA, and she really thought that her season had ended when she got to do her international competition, her international assignment earlier this year. But she was invited to compete, and being the athlete that she is, she went out there, she gave it her all, and she just capped off her elite career with an awesome experience at U.S. Nationals. So, Mars, thanks for being an inspiration to everyone, and it was great watching you out there. 
I was lucky enough to watch the juniors compete live on the second day of competition. These kids are incredible. The poise and confidence that they compete with is so outstanding. It was so fun to watch how high some of their gymnastics is when it's done right in front of you. I got to sit in front of bars, and my favorite was watching Sunisa Lee go. She attacks that event like nothing I've seen before. And another favorite moment was when Lauren Hopkins from the Gymternet, who we actually interviewed earlier this year, so check that episode out, described Jeffrey Scott from Gage as a Disney princess because two birds flew above her feet in the middle of her bars routine, which was very true and a great comparison. Congrats to all the athletes that were there. Good luck to the teams competing at Pan Ams and Worlds. Well, that's it for today. Again, please head over to our Instagram or Flow Gymnastics page to vote for your favorite leotard from Nationals. We really hope you want to vote for us, the Periwinkle Blue Leotard from MGLE. And if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please let me know. I would like to hear what you guys want to hear. You can reach me directly at Rebecca at Leotard.com. Hope everyone enjoys the holiday weekend. Wear some sunscreen and don't forget to point your toes.